Welcome to Training for Manhood, an ongoing exploration and adventure intended to be fast, fun, and formative for guys who desire to be the best men they can. Young or old, there are always areas for improvement, growth, and maturity. We hope you'll pay attention and put into practice the useful advice you hear on this podcast. But remember, the goal isn't just to listen, but to do what you learn. Welcome to Training for Manhood. All right, welcome back to Training for Manhood. This is the third series of just kind of a workplace environment uh, with Tyler, Will, and Ty. Um, and I wanted to dive into just kind of difficult workplace environment. Um, what do you guys, uh, you got a young guy, he's working at a company. Uh, we've talked about, you know, how to get into the door and interview. We've talked about how to move up. What do you deal, do with um, just difficult people that you work with, right? Whether it's a boss, a coworker, uh, an employee underneath you, right? So just kind of all in the same um, I know you guys are thinking about different people specifically. Let's not use names. <laughs> so that's just, just in case. Um, but talk, talk to that young guy uh, just about some of the conflict that he's going to run into because you're going to run into conflict. Mm. Uh, and then maybe kind of some key ways on the handling those particular conflict, mm-hmm. uh, whether they're personal or professional, because it all kind of you know, fits the same thing. So where, where do you want to start? Well, I, I can start with a very obvious generalization that I have perpetually learned how important it is to start each day in the word mm. and in oh, prayer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so obvious the seasons of my life where I've been ill-equipped to handle that conflict have usually been seasons where I haven't been as disciplined as I need to. And right now I've got a routine. A guy in my life group challenged me around this where before I even look at my phone, I pray. I read the word mm-hmm. and then I actually write down what are the most important things I need to do that day. And wow, to, to, the, to the point of conflict, it's amazing how much conflict arises over things that are not important. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I would just say that exercise of me trying to decide what really matters has been a great way for me to be able to filter in and out because sometimes you get passionate about things that are preferences yeah. and not priorities. Yeah. So that that would be my um, my opening line is just continue to saturate yourself in God's word and then better define your preferences versus your priorities. I like it. That's good. good start. I was laughing as you're saying that. I was thinking about with uh, when I was engaged to Shelley, we were she would show me like China patterns, and I I could care less. <laughs> oh come on! But I have a high opinion, and I, and I, I I had to learn. <laughs> I had to learn that that's not real helpful. Yeah, and so yeah. so no, you either have no, no opinion yeah. or, yeah. So yeah. I was laughing as you are saying that. That's I was pretty like, good oh, advice. That hit a little too close to home. Ouch. Um, yeah, slight preference. We should see the China, though, uh, so for yeah. the dinner party. Make sure <laughs> yeah, we see yeah, it. Yeah, cause, Shelly, cause, no pressure. Because you use it all the time. It's <laughs> oh, so helpful yeah, to have. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, yeah, he, went, he went there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so true. Podcast from the couch next week. Yeah, I think, I mean, you – Dealing with negative people or bosses, I mean, I, I think early on I, it, was, it, was, it was so hard to deal because I wanted to work with people that were like me or that were wired the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, in hindsight, because I'm old now, you realize, man, I've I actually learned so much more with people that are way different than me. Yeah. And even mm-hmm. people I don't like or don't want to even ascribe to be like, yeah. I've learned a great deal uh, about just – life and that. And I think mm-hmm. about, uh, there's a, a, a person I worked with at a former company who was a position person. Mm-hmm. And I, I find people are kind of idea people or position people, right? And I'm, I'm kind of an idea. I want the great idea to win. I don't really care who thought of it, who did it. And there's other people that are very hierarchy oriented. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
and I don't love that. However, there's a lot of people wired that way. So it, it helped me to work with that person to be more aware of how do I, how do you champion ideas within a hierarchy mm-hmm. and how do you change mm-hmm. things and do that? So I, I don't know. I think you, you, one of the coolest experiences are people you didn't get along with and then you accomplish something together. That's a great point. And honestly, some of the coolest things mm-hmm. I've ever accomplished have been with a real diverse team like that. And then it's amazing on the other side of going through trial mm-hmm. and the trenches and working with stuff, you have a new respect because yeah. some of it was that's a challenging person. A lot of it is and now it's just different than me, right? If yeah. I really yes. boil it down, yeah. they're, they're not, they don't see the world exactly how I do. So it's their problem. And it's like, no, I'm actually, I'm actually the problem. So I have to learn and grow. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that, so, that sounds like a wisdom concept, right, that needs to be developed with experience. It would be nice Right to kind of grasp that reality in your twenties. Yeah, I'm <laughs> to, still to grasping avo- that. To avoid a lot of the conflict, right? But that's that's a that's a good reminder. It, it helps sometimes for me. I got through those seasons where you had a really really challenging mm-hmm. circumstance or individual. To it helped me to kind of gamify it to say, okay, I'm I'm going to get through this role yeah. or through this yeah. situation, and I it helped me to kind of gamify yeah. it a little bit. And then your point, Will, up front of of starting your day in scripture and oriented towards mm-hmm. seeing the world through God's eyes. Yeah. Helps a, a lot, lot of that stuff goes yeah, away. Helps a lot. Right? Yeah. A lot yeah. of that stuff goes away. Yeah. I think it's really important from a practical standpoint, when you encounter conflict in a professional setting, it just happens every single day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a difficult time. Sometimes it's a toxic time. Mm-hmm. So identifying mm-hmm. The difference between the two, a difficult time is just maybe a miscommunication or a misunderstanding mm-hmm. or differences of opinion. The other ones where, you know, there are personalities that start impacting the entire mm-hmm. team that is breaking apart the culture. Yeah. That's that's one thing. But but it's so important to have self-control in those situations to step, step back because I think instinctively when we want to be defensive and protect ourselves or our opinions and – that can backfire really quickly. Mm. So I think you first look in the mirror is, hey, yep. am I actually part of this? Am I yep. the one that's causing what, what this conflict? And it's it? yeah. way too easy to point the finger, and that's the natural instinct. But the first step is to calm down and then say, what could I be doing wrong? Mm. And then have the empathy to understand maybe the other person in the dispute or the misunderstanding. What are they going through? Put yourself in their shoes. And that can alleviate a lot. And it's like, is this a real problem? You know, there's just little things because probably 95% of conflict is really not that big of a deal and shouldn't be addressed. But if it does need to be addressed and you've realized, hey, I think it's the other person, I think approaching that person and having Mm -hmm. discussions like, hey, why why are we on different pages? And like just having a a blunt, honest conversation and, and working through it. You know, I have those conversations all the time. Yeah. And in doing so, humility versus accusation, because you might realize that was a miscommunication. I'm totally misunderstood. You sorry for the. Ty, it's, it's a great point. I, I'd say just the foundation of having great relationships with your coworkers yeah. takes time, energy, mm-hmm. and effort. And it's important to have that as your baseline because then that gives it the opportunity to do so, so much more. There's a quote that says, people don't care how much you know until they see how much you care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so making sure that you have that foundation mm-hmm. first of good relationships. How, how have you all done that? So I, I noticed like throughout my career as a Christian, there are certain uh, activities that you know I want to contribute and play in and participate in, and there's oh, others sure. that I don't. Sure. And I, I found it really hard early in my career 
to how do I stay true to who I am and my values and morals and develop that time to connect? Because there's a lot of those connections that were Happen in outside of work. Uh, less than ideal situations mm-hmm. as totally. a young believer, right? And yeah. as a young man in we particular. Can, we can imagine like, what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah so places you work, wouldn't go, you times go, you wouldn't be. Right. So yeah. how did y'all handle that? Like, what did you, how did you navigate that? Because it's, I agree with you on the relationships. Yeah. How do you develop those relationships if you're in a situation where really to do that, you're in a, a situation that doesn't, that's not. Yeah. I think er, er, early in your career, those conversations come up a lot more. You know, my wife and I, we, we made the decision that we don't drink alcohol in our house. And um, that raised a lot of questions. And in sales, there's a lot of happy hours. There's a lot of customer dinners, yeah. you know. And, yeah, I used to have to explain that a lot more. And now at the level I'm at, it's a lot more instantly accepted. So it's it's interesting. But I, I would say it just starts from – being curious and wanting to get to know people. I mean, yeah. there's so many meetings that it's urgent, it's a task, it's a priority, it's a project, whatever. And you can just go into that meeting and go straight into work versus being mindful, entering in without the baggage of your previous meetings and just saying, Hey, it's great to see you. How's your day been? Mm-hmm. You know, and then if you've never met that person, you know, what is it that you do? You know, how are you measured? Like, what is it that you're key working on? Just getting to know, I think that perspective, but I just try and have this mindset of in my interactions, am I giving energy or taking energy? Yeah, that's, that's good. good. And if you approach mm-hmm. each meeting saying, all right, I want to impact this person in some way. Yeah, I've had a similar approach of just being intentional with, within office hours. Mm-hmm. Visibility and regular interaction goes so far. Mm-hmm. And even if it's just a pop your head in, in the office and a quick yeah, good morning. 30, 30 second conversation. I think that goes a long way, and I think you can be strategic about that and tactful in, in those interactions, and just and just making them count. And then when you're exclude, you know, when you're not participating in the um, the other extra curricular activities, there's not lost ground. In some ways, you might you, there might be some sacrifice. You know, there's some deals that I don't get done because I don't go out till yeah. two a.m. And I'm fine with that if my career doesn't, you know progress at a rate of someone else that participates yeah i am 100 percent okay with it but you have to be 100 percent okay with it <laughs> otherwise <laughs> you, know, I, yeah. you know you can fall into that trap yeah what, what about mistakes um when you guys make mistakes or when somebody has made a mistake what's the whole apology thing look like mm. is that a professional thing right that people do you apologize um yeah yeah i do yeah i, I think taking responsibility for an error. I did it last night. I had a client that this is like a I whiffed. Yeah, I swung and missed. I'm yeah. like, I should have known that. I just, my bad. And they're like, yeah. Mistakes happen. People yeah. understand yeah. that. I don't think that people, good managers should hold people to perfection. Mm. And mistakes happen. So I think if you own it, it you can move on. Depending on the role, I mean mm. – like you, you actually yeah. want an environment where mistakes are made. Otherwise, you're not pushing far enough, or you're not innovating as fast and stuff. So I, I always talk with my team. Like you can, you can be wrong. You can make mistakes. I mean, be be more right than wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Over time, like if you if there's a, a thing on it. But I, I think that's fine, and I think it's really it's actually endearing when you when people see your failures or see the the transparency or just the. Um, just a humility of, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I messed up. I forgot to, forgot to send that out. I told you I was going to do it. I didn't apologize. I'm on it and, and correct things. And you, you see that if you see that for the CEO or chairman of a huge company do that, it's, it's inspiring. You're mm-hmm. like, you want to 
knock down walls for people like that that mm-hmm. are that are real. Yeah. Um, there's a great book that you all remind me of that it's not a spiritual book, but mm-hmm. it's just a great book called Fierce Conversations, a lady named Susan Scott. Yeah. And just her whole point is make every conversation count. Yeah. And I think of a lot of a lot of things are unsaid and that's where I find a lot of conflict. It's like I've I have an opportunity with Dan and I'm not communicating to Dan how what the impact of what he's doing or not doing. Illustrative example, of yep. course. Yeah. Um, but I that book was really eye opening for yeah. me. Uh, yeah. a, a similar book um, by also another Scott, I think Radical Candor. I don't yeah. know if you've it's read that. Same, same. Yeah. Okay. But um, the 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 core of it is that there's an axis. The y axis is do you care about somebody personally, mm-hmm. right? And then the x axis is are you willing to to be direct and to challenge somebody. Yeah. And you think about if somebody knows that you care about them and you're willing to challenge them. Mm. That's what she calls a radical candor yeah. conversation versus if they don't know that you care about them and you're challenging, you're just obnoxious mm-hmm. yeah. versus if you yeah. care about them and you don't say anything, but you never say anything, then you're just, you know, yeah. somebody that's ru- ruining them through empathy yeah. and, it, and uh, with interpersonal conflict in the, in the work, I think you've got to be willing to have those conversations. And it, it's interesting, even in grad schools or leadership training, some of the training that they were t- teaching a while back were actually going in opposite of that. They yes. were, they were, it was more of how to get what you want with minimizing conflict or mm. min- and it, I actually think it, it's flipped. It actually created a worse environment because yeah. you never really knew where anyone stood or what their intentions were. And so I, uh, these, yeah. that's why I look at those books because it's kind of counter yep. the political domain that people are co- coached and taught in different. And, there, and there's a lot of petty gossip, water cooler type conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of that gets unhealthy fast. Yeah, so a lot of conflict is just people talking about other people in a way that's not professional mm-hmm. and just being like, hey, if if that's really an issue, you should probably just talk to the person about it. Yeah. And you don't need to be the gossip police necessarily in your workforce. But, man, it is amazing how much people want to talk about well, other people. Yeah. You know? I mean, gossip police versus not participating in gossip. Yeah. You know, you don't have to shut everything down if people want to do things, right, and talk about yeah. things. That's one thing. But participating in it is a totally different thing. Yep. Right. I remember I, I was working at a place that um, the environment got a little toxic. Uh, it seemed like everybody was covering their behinds on everything. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, when I would send – That sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> when I would send Tyler an email, I wouldn't just send it to Tyler. I would make sure that I sent it to Tyler's boss, and Ty- right? So that yeah, that's the, annoying. the point uh, right, the point that was being made was, I know you haven't done that, and I just want to let everybody know, as opposed to just saying, hey, Tyler, you said you were going to do this. You didn't do it. What do, what do you do in I, situations like that? Well, one <laughs> – don't do that through email. And I do with my, with my team. I said if there's if there's more than one response, like like get up, go talk to that person face okay. to face, or yeah. pick up the phone and call because you email is not the best approach for solving conflict or mm-hmm. to drive accountability or to work through a problem. And yeah. so, um, really, the email shouldn't even be sent. It should be if I if there's something that. I had a concern and you weren't following through on something, I, I need to go talk to you yeah. and I need to go work it out one-on-one. So I literally, if I see two or three mm-hmm. emails going on, then I'm I'm walking around and get out to my team saying, all right, cut this cut this down, let, call That's them, good. work it out. If you need help, I'm happy to help. You're not going to vent to me. But, mm-hmm. and if, yeah. So. It's, it's way too easy to misinterpret some language in an email. Mm. Yeah. And understanding the other person's communication style is really important too. So again, kind of approaching in an empathetic way because 
everyone communicates differently. And when you're able to address it and like sit down, they might not even realize, I, yeah, I had no idea I was coming across this way or yeah. projecting myself that way because, you know, you can't get to it until you actually talk through it. And face-to-face is the way to do it. Yeah. Dan, something you said earlier made me think of the concept, too, of being an advocate or an ally for your coworkers, too. So if you think about negativity and conflict, mm-hmm. the opposite of that would be if you're championing people around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so sometimes there's great work that's done that other people don't see. Yep. And it's amazing the power of if you recognize and say, hey, I wanted uh, to call this point. person, did an amazing and job. Put that in yep. an email yep. and copy the book. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I think powerful. That's... Then it creates a force multiplier because negative energy and positive energy are both equally contagious, mm-hmm. you know? And you just got to be a force for positivity with your peers. Yeah, I agree with that. That's good. Yeah. One of those basic principles that I still am baffled by the fact that people don't totally apply it is the whole celebrate in public and criticize in private. Ooh. So like, Ouch, yes. yeah, yeah, don't don't go blast somebody yeah. in front of the whole company. Criticize in public. And celebrate in private. Is that what you said? That's exactly <laughs> what I said. Yeah, precisely. Oh, no, that's, that's, yeah, that's a totally different <laughs> oh work environment. Yeah. So celebrate publicly, mm-hmm. right? To get those victories out yeah, there and let people know. Absolutely. Right? You're advocating a, for whoever that person is. On the back. But if there's criticism, yeah. right? If you can, do that in do private, mm-hmm. one-on-one. And as you said, Tyler, it's usually better face-to-face as opposed to criticizing yeah. somebody in email. Yeah. Good word. Yeah. And, or text or, <laughs> or text. that's even worse or a tweet, right? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Did you read my social media post? Uh, I completely slammed you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I think of, um, and it, I think it's, you got to know the right balance too, but I always yeah. think of conflict. My, my dad was always big on, um, man, run, run to where God's pulling you. Don't run from mm. where you're uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and you don't want to be in an abusive situation or abusive conflict and stuff like that. But I, I think of how many times that through his counsel I waited and fought through something, and I think of the richness of what I learned, what I got to do, the relationships I built, and it was miserable during the time. Yeah. But man, it's been so worth it on the hindsight. So I, that always yeah, it's always word. in the back. I always yep. if I'm frustrated, I'm like I'm going to go do something else. And I always step back and say, am I am I running to something or running hmm. from something? If I'm running from, let me go up to bat again and try to work it out and yeah. see what I need to change or or not. Yeah. That's not just a professional. That's a personal, spiritual. Absolutely. Too. Yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. So I just, he was always good at that. Awesome. Any last words of advice for young guys, just from a corporate business, right? You've given a lot of just great life advice too. I'm sure all of us are happy to meet with people one-on-one too. So yeah. maybe we can start up a T4M local meetup there you and go. Uh, yeah. do some, uh, do some networking. Yeah. I think good idea. And I mean, you, we try to overthink these things like, mm-hmm. oh, my first job and all that stuff. God has a plan, right? Mm-hmm. You can look back and see he, he is guiding you. And so if you don't get that opportunity or I don't know, just know that there's a, a broader plan and, and trust and have faith in that. Yeah. And it's I a think, journey. I, it's, I think, it's, yeah. It truly is a journey and it's a it's like cliche, but it's like a marathon, right? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. especially now as I'm older, you see mm-hmm. the, the seasons and how they were wired the way they should be. Yeah. And I think with that, it's just with time and progress in a career, it's a lot more difficult to, or it's more, much more easy to lose sight of what's most important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing is just stay focused on your main objectives and don't get lost because mm-hmm. this world will tell you other things. And next thing you know, it, it will trick you yep. and trap you. You're down and a path. If, yeah, and if you down. aren't constantly focusing on, on what is good and what is right. And yeah. 
it's just way too easy to get lost yeah. in in um, the shuffle of life. Yeah, great word, Ty. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Well, guys, appreciate your time. Appreciate these three weeks, um, which we knocked out in three hours or <laughs> less than that. Uh, but uh, appreciate the three weeks of uh, wisdom and advice and uh, just being able to share kind of just your life experience. But uh, you guys are fantastic and great mentors for these young guys out there. Listening. Thanks, Dan. So, Thanks, Dan. Dan. Keep doing it. what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training, the number four, manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man.